Hello, this is Fred Goldstein with Health Innovation Media, and I'm here at HIM 17 with Enrique Estrada. Welcome, Enrique. Hi, thanks. Good to be here. And uh, you're with uh, Care Innovations, and you oversee strategic uh, solution sales for them. So tell us a little bit about Care Innovations and what they do. Yeah, we're focused on remote patient monitoring and population, uh, population health as well. Uh, what we've done over the past few years is we've taken our technology and evolved it from just being a tablet to evolving it with remote patient monitoring with sensors, different peripherals, and we've wrapped a lot of different types of services around it, like recruiting, enrollment, uh, logistics, uh, behavioral coaching, and things like that. And so it's a, it's a broad-based platform approach to uh, telemonitoring and, and engaging individuals and working with them? Yeah, correct. It's a platform as a service, so we have this PaaS layer in the background. Uh, we've been able to really kind of take this platform and focus on not just remote patient monitoring, but population health as well. So we've started to incorporate BYOD and work with our different customers and partners to develop some very specific applications around managing your population. And I assume that all of this has to go through some sort of an approval or, or licensure certification. So how does that work? Yeah, so we do have regulatory and compliance to always think about. So, uh, you, you know, you can't get away from that. So we have a team focused on that as well. Um, you know, our, our lineage dates back to Intel. So we've spent a lot of time looking at what it took to develop products and services into this space in particular. And with that in mind, we always thought about the regulatory aspects because you have to if you want to compete in this industry. Right, so all of these devices, et cetera, meet those requirements and your data transmissions, et cetera, meet all the security requirements, et cetera, obviously. Yeah. And that's really a lot of work, isn't it, to get that all built into a system? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's not, it's not easy. And I, I've been in this industry for a long time, so um, you got to do it once. It's got to be very well controlled. It's got to be very well documented. Um, so it's, it's something that you know, we're all very conscious of. And as we continue to evolve this and we continue to push uh, you know, the care further across the continuum, we're always kind of very aware of what it needs to, needs to be in place to make sure that's, in, that's working for our patients and our consumers as well. Right, so who is this really for? What, what sort of a problem are you trying to solve? Yeah, great question. And if, if you look at the industry in general, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, especially around HIMSS, everyone's got the same mousetrap, right? Everyone's got the same value proposition. Everyone has health after their name. Um, what we've been able to do a little differently is we started off focusing on the technology, and we realized it's not about the technology, right? There's a lot of problems to solve in this space, and throwing technology at it is not going to solve it. So we started to uh, incorporate different services to really help our customers with logistics, for instance. And so that was one piece. Then we started to add, for instance, recruiting. And then we started to add other components as like triage, managing the patients and monitoring their patients. And so what we found over time was when you started to add these different services to the technology, it really became complementary and you started to solve bigger problems that a lot of the industry was still focusing more on, let's just throw technology out of it. So we became more of a robust profile of technology and services and I think that's what's helped us stand out a little bit more. Yeah, and along with that, I know, you, like you said, everybody just kind of has been throwing this technology out. Oh, we'll remote monitor everybody, right. you know, but they really didn't have the broadness to consider how we're using it, what kind of services you want to do through that platform. You've also done a project in Mississippi. Yeah. I understand you actually have some interesting results. So talk a little about Mississippi because that's a really unique community. Yeah, if you think about how rural Mississippi is um, and you look at, you know, where they're at as far as uh, managing their diabetes and obesity, they have some, some pretty big challenges. And so... We got to partner up with the state. The governor was a big sponsor of this. Um, UMC, uh, Mississippi uh, Medical Center, Telehealth Medical Center, uh, really became a great partner for us to really take this technology. We piloted it with 100 patients, 
And we ran that pilot for a year. And what we noticed after the end of the year is that the outcomes were phenomenal. We lowered HbA1Cs by 1.7%, which was great. They saw savings per patient. Uh, I think it was somewhere around $3,900 per patient. Uh, so the projected outcome of this, or the projected savings overall, would reach $120 million with the, you know, with onboarding more patients, recruiting them on, and really trying to focus on very specific disease uh, management plans, such as diabetes, COPD, uh, obesity, et cetera. Yeah, and one of the points I find interesting, particularly about Mississippi, is you're dealing with a rural, very poor yeah. community, and everyone says, you're going to do what? Put yeah. devices into people's homes out there? But yeah. you actually saw that, you, that that worked well. Yeah, you know, part of this is, you know, you really need to understand your patient population. You just can't deploy technology to everybody and assume they're going to accept it and have these services wrapped around it and assume they're going to accept it. You really have to understand your patient population very specifically to who are the, pe the people that really want to make a difference as far as changing their lifestyles. And so we work really close with the University of Mississippi, uh, Mississippi Medical Center to really stratify that population and understand which patients are ready to kind of start making those changes. And that really helped us kind of narrow down very specifically to the right patients to target for this program. And so that's why the outcomes have been great. Uh, and we've learned a lot along the path, both you know, UMMC and, and Care Innovation. So it's been a great journey for us. So were there any things in that project, and you know, having done a ton of Medicaid, that really interests me, were there any things you said, wow, that, that kind of just didn't work and we had to switch it, you know? Uh, I think we get a little of that everywhere we go. The, the good thing that we've started to incorporate is um, we, part of what we do is really a partnership with the customers. And so we just don't, you know, sell the product and services and say, you know, we'll check back with you in a year. We've started to incorporate this process where we check in every six months or quarterly and look at what's going on. What do we need to optimize? What do we need to change as far as indicators in the business as well as on the clinical side? So we've started to look at uh, working with our customers a little bit more focused on looking at what's going on every few months, checking in with them, having to sit down, looking at the metrics overall, and then finding where we need to tweak and optimize. So that's been a great exercise for us, and our customers really value that as well. And so, obviously you did this for a state, working in conjunction with the university. Are most of your customers, are they provider groups? Is it larger health systems? Who, who typically is using this now? Yeah, good question. So we do providers, payers. Uh, there's a lot of different models. We started now doing population health. Uh, working with a lot of uh, different types of use cases, prenatal at risk, monitoring the uh, the mother's stages along her, you know where she's at with the pregnancy, and so we've started to incorporate a lot of different things. We're now branching into other spaces around pharma and CRO, so we're really excited about taking this platform and being able to not just focus on telehealth, but really starting to extend it and be a lot broader with what our offering is about. And is the the um, you know the use of this? So you've got these groups using it. Are they? Um are most of them looking at it as a way to reduce costs? Is it more of a quality thing when you first see it? Where, where do they yeah, go yet? It's, yeah, that's a great question. It's actually a combination of a lot of different things. Um, you know, obviously everyone's focused on value-based care and looking at the readmission rates and avoiding the 30, 60, 90 day windows. We're, we're all about that and we're really helping our customers focus on that. Uh, we have also other customers that have completely different business models that we've been able to look at and we go, yeah, I think we can do something with that. Even if there's still a fee for service, there's been some great examples where we've been able to go in and still do things. Mississippi's actually a great example, right? They have a billable code that's been created for these encounters and so we've been able to do a lot of unique things with different business models. So we've been excited about that as well. Now I understand, and this is what Trine told me, that your platform can actually now be used to help other people maybe launch something or use it more like yeah, that way? That's absolutely our Pazzler, our platform as a service. And so now we have 
there's this you know big movement of IoT, the Internet of Things. We, we're seeing a lot of actually um, folks that have applications that they built, but they haven't been able to accelerate that and you know, have a go-to-market plan. And actually, driving back to your first question regarding regulatory, what we've been able to do is, you know, there's a lot of rigor to stand up an application. I mean, you may be able to create that app, but how do you scale it? How do you think about regulatory? How do you think about compliance? How do you think about your go-to-market? How do you think about managing the product lifecycle? So the back end of our offering, our platform as a service, includes all those services that we do that for you. We not only do the technology on the cloud, but we, we look at what are all the things, you, the dependencies you really need to focus about when you think about regulatory and everything else that goes from that perspective. That's fantastic. So they could actually say, hey, I've got some new device or something, I'm trying to launch it. Exactly. And then they could come to you, you could provide a fully you know, approved back-end platform to then hook that thing through yeah, and begin to- Yeah, their business develop. model. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the goal. And what we're hearing from, from the customers that we're dealing with right now and working with that right now is that this gets us to the market much faster than us trying to figure it out for ourselves. Well, fantastic. And there you have it. Thanks yeah. so much, Enrique. Hey, really appreciate it. And yeah. uh, that's Care Innovations here at HIM 17. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.